Welcome to Colney Talk Podcast. Hello, everyone. Hope you're well. You are listening to Colney Talk Podcast, a bite-sized show. I'm your host, Alex. First-time guest, thank you and welcome. And to my returning listeners, always good to have you back. On the show, I pick out top three Arsenal performance in the game and one play at the other guy who just didn't play well enough or had a poor game. Now we can breathe a sigh of relief. This game, that is, Arsenal against Arston Villa. Nothing about this game was the usual. But boy, am I glad the players fought literally to the very end. Arsenal at Villa Park was a very nervy, worrisome bounce back and to a victory. 4-2 victory that was a good reward for the players to stop the slippery slope of a of recent run of results. It looked like that terrible feeling was happening again in this game as we started in the fourth minute of the half, as we just started the game just in general. A poor defending by Selly, but he has defended better in situations like this, but not today. I don't like the way he managed that situation. It just started that feeling, as I mentioned, when we conceded that the first goal. And it, I mean, it started with a careless ball retention by Zinchenko. Maybe this is a clear weakness in his game, or perhaps he loses the ball at a much higher rate than the other Arsenal starting 11, and we probably don't realize, and there's a way they get to recover. But in very dangerous situations, we suffer it very well, significantly. And with our recent number of goals we have conceded, a good number have come from ball loss and a quick counter-attack in our own final third. And, you know, we get to find ourselves in very precarious situations and we're chasing leads. While I was hoping to see the team respond immediately as we always do, I saw a slow start out of sync play and hoping to see the team respond immediately as when we when we concede a goal, we kind of get back into it. But again, we were seeing more of this uneasy feeling, another recklessness by Ramsdale and ball clearance. You know, he's very good at, at, with the ball at his feet, but again... We just need to try try to get away from that feeling. And for the fans, I'm sure they were just unsettled. It was a troubling start for all interested parties. I made a number of conclusions early in the game after after what I just saw. But it's a very interesting experience because from from what you can see from everyone who had watched the game, and if you go back and watch the game, your thoughts early on, to the very end are two completely different, will be two completely different things. And my thoughts early on was just not good. And then, thank you, Saka, for that response of a very nice, decisive shot. This is what I'm talking about. In the box, take it. You don't take another second because you've lost that chance. That gap has been closed. You see bodies, you know, you know, falling to the ball. And that's it. So this was it. A clear example of the the decisive shots that we are looking for within the final third or within the box of the opponents and we've done that before i'm not sure why we just kind of slow it down a little bit it's never going to be that perfect situation this was the needed act to get the game back in control in a meaningful way although aston villa played a fair bit of defending keeping the game at an even measure I think it was necessary for Arsenal to get a decent flow of the game to reset the ball threatened dominance. I like Ben, ben White's contribution in this regard. 
engagements in Villa's box start to start growing. We start trying to, you know, assert ourselves, create that dominance and try to make something look like we we're knocking on the door. But that happened very quickly on the other end of a smart, quick ball movement that really that easily knocked off our defending to concede the second goal. I mean, it was beautiful. You just got to give Villa credit for that. The game became very competitive. Villa weren't really, they weren't sitting back as you would expect on I Emery's side where he would just let you take all those shots and they were absorbed and then he would counter-attack or do something. But this was an all-out attack, good defending, good attacking as well, so it was a battle. Aston Villa just didn't have the appetite for losing the ball, you know, in just dangerous areas. They were really making sure that they could, you know, cover their areas as much as they did they showed that effort but for us arsenal we were just you know losing balls in different situations and this is a recipe for losing our composures and our game plan and we were doing that at a higher rate than usual pressure just caused that and it's certainly better to at least reset kick the ball out get your players back in position and then start off again but we got lucky in several situations I know there is so much going into this game from what we've gone through in the past. But Arsenal, I mean, we just had to do that to reset and stay on building up our play and having too many of these uncomfortable game flows get out of the Arsenal, you know, starters, you know, mindset and kind of get that rhythm back again. And thanks to some of the key players in this game today, they did that. But we were still having too many touches in the final third. And it showed how much it stopped us in our executions. Several passes that just weren't necessary and one too many seconds that we just didn't need to do because a number of these shots and headers that we or any of these players take is a chance. And you don't wait for those chances for too long before it just closes out. But we, we experienced that. It happened quite a number of times. And then in the second half, another blonde start. I mean, I wasn't sure. Like, what gives? Decision-making has been off, was awful. Odegaard's final pass to Saka instead of Eddie. Maybe he wasn't confident in serving him that ball in one of the, the plays where we had a, a, a good chance. Doubtful that that was one of the reasons, but it was a bad, bad choice for Odegaard to give it to, you know, to lay it off to Saka instead of Eddie. But again, hesitations again come creeping up even for Odegaard to shoot I mean this is back to those previous situations where like no you have that hunger and that desire to shoot not necessarily from a selfish standpoint but that you have to just take that shot make that decision we got to see it in this game again as I said unlike how you would expect us to respond after the series of runs that we've had leading up to this game it was unlike how we we would see Odegaard or most of our players, or at least these are ta our attacking players, you know, performing, especially the captain. And that shows you why we've been suffering. We just need to get back to quick execution with our shots. We just have to, because it's never, ever going to be a good layout to take a shot. Saka's goal was that example. Good header for Eddie as we continue to push on to build things in that second half. Uh, you know, I just, you know, will commend him for those efforts. But there was still some more that was expected from him. 
And then here we have another lucky hero from, from our Zinchenko. What a thunderstrike. I mean, that was, wow, a brilliant low driven shot that couldn't be saved for, for any, like for no one. Who knew that that was a start of our momentum? And it really was because it's little things like that that makes a situation in our favor. It makes it so much good for us and extends to repairing our confidence, which it did and make things much more brighter and like elevate that spirit, that energy that we didn't have, that spark that would sort of turn things around because it was not there. There was more belief in the players. We start seeing that. The sitter that that was missed by Odegaard was so painful. It was just such a heart-wrenching miss. Like chasing the lead and missing that sitter, oof, I don't know. But when you go back and look at these things, you can just only talk about it now. So many lessons that I know we have learned, and I'm sure we're going to have to learn from this, but hmm, I mean, it would be good to have a different kind of conversation that I'm saying we're going to learn. It's always going to be a learning situation, but for this team, the caliber, the position that they are in, there are certain chances and time that wouldn't permit for all of this lapse to kind of linger much further, but it was a very intense finish to this game. It could not have been scripted anyway. In fact, we just, in fact, we saw the worst of journalism as they were ready to capitalize on Arsenal's supposedly air quotes here slip up by publishing an article way before the final whistle. I mean, what an embarrassment. It may be a normal thing that they will have their articles ready and as soon as certain things happen, you just hit push. But this, I tell you folks, was one of the unscripted certain twist of events where it was headed for a potential 3-2 loss for Arsenal or more more leading to a 2-2 draw. But that was not it, folks. It just turned around and we just saw joy. A lot of un unsung heroes, unlikely heroes, and it was just beautiful. So that leads me to my top three performance of the game. I'll start with my first player, Saka. Well, I just slipped that, but yeah, Saka. We just, when we need some magic, he's there to make something happen. At least he contributes. He has been good, folks. He has been good and crucial in so many ways. To think there isn't a quick substitute on the left for him like we have Trossard for Martinelli tells you a lot of how huge Saka has been and still is. In the game, he was driving in the box. I like he, I liked his attempt with his right foot. I mean, he's he's done that before, but he did it without without hesitation. That's that example there. Of we take those shots, we take those attempts, we execute. It's how we continue to become better. It's how we continue to bring that ruthlessness. It's how we continue to make it feel so uncomfortable for players or defenders when we're in the box because they know we would do things immediately. This is what they should start feeling and thinking of our trait. It was a great game from soccer today. My next player, Giorgino, welcome. He was a very huge element. He was a huge factor in this game. He was he controlled the pressure points, the counter pressing on how the field shifted and with the Arsenal players having numbers stepping into the final third. He was distributing like you would often see Odegaard do or often, I mean, most likely uh, uh, party. 
if he was on the field. But Jorginho stepped in and he did very well. He commanded on the pitch. His command was so evident. I think is going to continue to grow. The players are really going in rhythm with him. The way he was moving things around, directing the switch of plays and how things were moving. It was really go. It was just really nice. There were several line breaking passes that that clearly would have been that would have led to a goal, it, but it was Sitter's missed and marginal chances cleared that we just had to deal with. But these passes came from him, these movements, and how it all initiated started with him. So he just was superb. He was the man of the match for me, and I'm sure for most folks they would agree. And this is in his first game playing this good, so. You know, kudos to him, and I'm glad that um, we got to benefit from his goal. Well, yes, it's an own goal, but he did create that, and that turn of events really started for him. So, yeah, he takes that mark there. My final player, Ben White. Glad to have him back on these performing candidates. He was back to his usual quality in performance. He certainly made the right side of attack really good and dominant his switch of plays his supporting runs his connection with Saka was beautiful I liked how much of those runs came in those contributed it contributed to our goals anyway because his crosses and lob passes would come into those boxes and the headers that Edinketia missed came from Ben White I'm assuming not it wasn't um Tomiyasu so yes he, he did really well a welcome performance from Ben White my other player today he was not game sharp. He missed a lot of chances. Much of his play was off. Bad angles. My frustration is because we have seen Eddie play really well. I have seen him play really well. He has it in his locker. He has done incredible stuff on the pitch. A good player like him would expect more in himself. But just that missing element, something needs to really change. Or he just needs to like reset a little bit or just keep those basics as he normally has simple because it has given him a lot of those opportunities turned into goals turned into good results this wasn't one of them and this game was one where he could have taken advantage of the profile of defenders not that there were any less than the others but the way they were set up i, w- I wouldn't knock eddie for his missed chances but the way he would have had so many goal the, the goal opportunities that he had he had the bad angles were all on him it wasn't about those missed chances the bad angles he took some of the things this is what i'm leading to how he wasn't so sharp so it's more about how he would just get back to those sharpness and then increase intensity of in his game and we will see more of him and hopefully see him in see him land in my top three performance in you know much subsequent games as we go as we go on folks i am so glad we won this game it was a much much needed game because our confidence and everything leading up to this has really really suffered a lot and we needed this to turn things around so so glad it did i enjoy this win with you all folks i'll leave you here for another bite-sized podcast saka Giorgino, ben white make my top three list and eddie and Keter, the other guy. It is great to have that winning feeling back again. I'll talk to you later. Take care and bye-bye.